Honestly Cat is back with Series 3 and I'm so excited. I'm your host, Kat Raincock, and I have been overwhelmed with support for this podcast. And my mission to educate and empower women is coming to fruition. There's lots in store for you over the coming weeks, and I'm so glad to have you on board. As my book, Born to Shine, The Modern Woman's Guide to a Happier Life, spreads its wings and touches more hearts, it has led to deeper and greater connection to other women particularly in the field that I work as a women's mentor. These wonderful women will be alongside me sharing their wisdom and chewing the cud on all things that will help you rise and shine and live a happier life. So hold tight, here we go. I loved being pregnant, carrying around a human to be and rubbing my tummy endlessly, wondering what was in there, a boy or a girl, dreaming of the idyllic days and years that were to follow. I had a really romantic idea of motherhood, baking cakes and rocking the basket while the gentle breeze washed over my little one's face. How very twee. And although much of it was what I hoped for, a healthy baby, a happy home to live in, it wasn't as idyllic as I'd envisioned. There was baking cakes, but there was tons of stress that went with it. How many eggs? Oh, I've got flour everywhere. Crumbs? I've burnt the muffins and oh dear, that was a complete waste of time. I'm not going to lie, when I stood on the Fulham Road in London, I had a passing thought that perhaps throwing myself under the number 14 bus would be better for everyone. Well, thank goodness it was just a fleeting thought, and I live to tell my tale and have since understood the root of my feelings. The start of motherhood could have been a very different place had I had someone to talk to, to validate what I felt, but in truth, I shamed myself for feeling this way and felt tremendous guilt that I, a mum to a beautiful child, could possibly think this way. I also didn't know where to go for help without judgment. I thought only I felt this way, and it was not to be shared. Well, actually, I did share it with my husband, to his horror. And thinking back to those early days, I see that perhaps I must have had some type of postnatal depression. Things are different now, and there is lots of awareness about maternal mental health. There's even a day to celebrate it. And on this week's show, I'm joined by Anna Cisse, the founder of Motherdom, an online and print magazine designed to support parents in the early years. It is a space where women and men can talk openly about how they're feeling as parents. It's not just for those people who identify with having a mental health issue, it's for any parent with kids under five who want to maintain positive mental well-being. As Anna says, asking for help is not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. And motherdom is a place where you can come together, a place where you can support each other in a parenting journey and a place where you can be happier as parents. And isn't that what we all want and need? Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you so much, Kat. My journey into motherhood, um, actually, I uh, have two children, and it wasn't until my second pregnancy that I went through my own maternal mental health issues. And I guess you know, I was feeling very smug at the time. I thought, you know, I've done this once. (laughs) I know what I'm doing. Uh, So when I started to feel low, it hit me like a ton of bricks and I had no idea what was going on. Um, I had no history of mental health issues. I I really didn't have a clue what to do and and what was wrong with me. So, um, you know, I was very lucky. I went to my doctor 
um, she was very supportive and I was referred to have cognitive behavioral therapy uh, within a matter of weeks, which is not everyone's experience. Um, you know, I went through the therapy that for me was life changing that, you know, the fact that I had been feeling low and anxious for me, my own experience was having uh, low mood and anxiety during pregnancy. And it was mind blowing to me that I could actually go into a room, have some therapy and realize that my thoughts don't need to control me. Um, I had no, no one had ever told me that that was just something that I had no knowledge of. Um, so that for me was, you know, the start of my journey with my own mental health. Um, as I went through the therapy, you know, I started to feel a lot better. Um, you know, but it struck me that I was a journalist and that, you know, what can I do to help other women who might be in my position, um, and who might not be so lucky to get the help that I got. So, uh, I decided to found Motherdom Magazine, um, because there was no media platform dedicated to maternal mental health. Um, and that really alarmed me. You know, I wanted, as you said in your introduction, I wanted to create a space where parents can be honest about how they're feeling um, and can openly talk about their mental health and their mental well-being. How common is um, mental health issues in mothers? So there are varying numbers. There are varying statistics. The most commonly accepted is that one in five women will go through a mental health issue in what they call the perinatal period, which is any time from conception to when your baby is one year old. Um, there are different estimates. Um, there's another estimate which says that it's as high as three in 10 women that go through a mental health issue. Um, there's also other statistics about the fact that perhaps half of women don't even say anything about a mental health issue that they're going through. So there's also a lot of unreported um women who are going through something and feel too afraid to open up and too afraid to ask for help. So of course, any women listening to this who feel like they are feeling that way, or perhaps have felt that way, picking up your magazine, where else would you guide them to to begin to address this? You, you had great results with CBT. What else have you found on as you, you know, you're in ser- uh, episode three or series three of the uh, the magazine what else have you found that's helpful for mothers well so I mean there's so much (laughs) there's so much and that really is what motherdom is about is about um you know bringing together so as many resources as possible um that can be helpful for mums and obviously you know different things work for different people um but you know within the magazine we have articles from psychologists we have practical things like mindfulness exercises that you can try um you know even healthy recipes that you know can aid your mental well-being as we know um you know we have to take a holistic view and your mind and body are completely intertwined um there's lots of practical things that you can try there's lots of um practical advice in the magazine but for me personally really what you know what works for me um is reading so um, i guess that that's also tied into why i started the magazine but i remember being in my therapy room and my therapist saying okay so what do you really enjoy doing and i was like well I used to really enjoy reading novels, but I haven't done it, you know, since becoming a mum because obviously I don't have any time now. Um, She was like, okay, so I want you to try and read for 10 minutes a day. Read one of your favourite novels for 10 minutes. And I was like, you are ridiculous. I'm not going to find 10 minutes in the day to do any reading. Um, So she just sort of laughed at me. (laughs) Um, I thought, okay, I'll try it. I'll try it. But, you know, God knows if it will happen. Um, And, of course, 
I found out that actually I, I could find 10 minutes in the day just to sit down and take some time for myself, you know, and really escape and read one of my favorite stories. And actually, and that grew and grew and grew. And of course, you know, that was almost three years ago now. And I don't read every day, but I definitely read when I do read, I, I read for more than 10 minutes. <clears throat> and that's something that just really works for me um, in terms of my own self care. But I think with all of these things, it is really about finding what works for you. Um, the magazine is not about preaching to mums, you know, telling them they need to do this and this and this. It's not about adding to your to-do list, which is already ridiculously long. It's just about saying, hey, there are these things that you might want to try if you need them. And it's putting it out there. And you talk about how um, you didn't have any signs of this when in your first um, pregnancy or when your first child arrived. How did motherhood change you, though, first time around? Oh, gosh. I mean like everyone I think um it was you know it was a huge shock to the system I mean I think as you also mentioned in your intro you have a certain vision (laughs) of what having a baby will be like and then obviously the reality uh, whatever your situation is your reality is tends to be completely different from that um you know like many mothers now in um in the west I didn't have a village around me um I lived in London so I lived I didn't live close to my family Um, you know, so I really had to navigate a lot of it, uh, you know, myself and my husband and in our, in our nuclear family, we had to navigate it, um, on our own to some extent. And, you know, that's never easy. Um, I think, like I said, I didn't have any mental health issues the first time around. And actually I, I believe it's quite uncommon for that to be the case. I think it's more common if it, if it's going to happen, it will be more likely to be the first time. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was, you know. Again, I I remember thinking a week in, wow, my life is over. Because, you know, your whole sense of self, your whole routine, you know, the lack of freedom, the fact that you are literally, you know, tied to this to this new human being who is wonderful and, you know, who you've completely fallen in love with, but also it's kind of overwhelming and daunting that you that now you're a mum and you have to take care of this other person. Um, so I think, you know, I think they're quite common feelings to have. Absolutely. I mean, I know for me, overwhelm was the one thing that kept coming up. It was just an overwhelming feeling. Um, What I've discovered from the women that I work with is that when the emotions uh, have come up through having a child, um, so my emotional meltdown was ready to happen anyway it was just birth that triggered it did you find out about yourself and whether it was whether it went back to pre having children i i was a perfectionist so once i had a child that's not possible anymore i was uh very controlling and obsessed with routine and that you know once you have a child being able to micromanage your life perfectly was also not going to happen what did you find out about yourself was it purely triggered by the birth and it was just something within that time or was this something that was ready to happen whether it was a divorce or a death or a birth yes so I think I've I've always suffered with anxiety to some extent but I've never recognized it um and I think yes you're right it was a what happened was that the birth the birth triggered it. I mean, that particular, you know, for whatever reason, it, it wasn't triggered 
during my first birth, but uh, or my first pregnancy, I should say, but in my second pregnancy, um, you know, I had a lot of other pressures going on, which I talk about in the magazine. Um, my husband was away. He works away quite a lot. We were re- renovating our house. Um, I was still working and still looking and also looking after a toddler while being pregnant. So, you know, not to juggle. It, a mass, it was a massive juggle. So that combination of factors really, that was, you know, that for me, in my opinion, was, was what led me, was what triggered me um, to have my own, you know, my own mental health issues at that point, or at least that they, they came to the fore. They'd always been, I guess they'd always been underneath somewhere, um, but they'd never really shown their face. And when you discovered this and you got help and you went for your CBT, did you find that when you started sharing this with your friends or family that actually more people went, oh, yeah, no, I, I had that or I felt like that? Or yeah. did, you know, did it open up conversations with, with people you thought weren't struggling with things like that? Yeah, definitely. It opened up conversations with mums who I'd known for years, you know, mums um, with with kids my daughter's age. Um who just who yeah who would turn around and say oh yeah I have PND <laughs> um you know people interestingly as well um my you know once I told my parents about this which um I did sort of a year after I had my therapy um you know they were obviously quite shocked but then you know the more they spoke about it they then spoke to their friends and their friends you know um that generation would would suddenly come out with you know would send me emails my aunties and my godmother and my you know various people in my extended family saying oh yeah no I went through this and this and this um and you know in that generation it definitely wasn't talked about um in our generation it's definitely getting better but it's um you know it's still it's still something that you know there is the reality is there's still a lot of stigma around it um we are talking about it more but you know women are still scared to really express how they're feeling. And it sounds like you found what you were meant to be on this planet for. You, you said you started out as a journalist and now you've, you've used your background to do, you know, good in the world. And how does your life compare now where you're living something that you're passionate about and your life before as a journalist? Oh, that's a really interesting question. I, you know, I worked in various different places um, when I was working as a broadcast journalist. And the danger there um, is that I was working for massive organizations. And, you know, you can end up feeling like a cog in the machine, um, which is how I ended up feeling that I really wasn't making a difference and wasn't really contributing what I should be. Um, So, you know, I then went into, I, I then worked in charity communications and I was much happier there because I was in a much smaller team. And again, for me, it's always been about wanting to really make a mark. Um, really, you know, sounds idealistic, but, you know, try to change the world a little bit if that's possible. Um, and yeah, it, it was, you know, I was on maternity leave from my, one of my charity jobs when I was, um, when I gave birth to my son. And, you know, it was obviously during that time when I really came up with the idea and when it struck me that this is, this is something that I could really do, which could potentially help some people, could contribute something extra to the world which did, doesn't exist or didn't exist before motherdom came along. Um, and, it, you know, it's quite surreal for me now to think that the idea sort of popped into my head as I was sitting on my sofa with my husband one evening, um, sort of in the summer of the year I gave birth to my son. So that would have, yeah, it was about, I don't know, 
four or five months after I started, I was still in my therapy, but about four or five months after I started my therapy and, um, you know, and now it's a reality and people are talking about it and I'm on Instagram and <laughs> that's, um, that's quite surreal. But, you know, the feeling I get from working on this is I get such a sense of satisfaction and such a sense of purpose. And the best thing about it is the feedback I get from women and the emails I get from women who say, you know, I was feeling this way and I read your magazine and it just had such an impact on me and thank you. And, you know, that kind of response is gold dust. It's, it's, I can't describe it. Of course, like anyone will tell you who runs their own business, it's not easy. Um, you know, it, it's not all plain sailing and it's definitely has its own stresses. But, you know, overall, I'm so glad I did it. And it's interesting, just like my um, meltdown led to me understanding myself more and leading me to do the work with women and writing my book. And and so I look back and I'm like, oh, everything that happened in my life, I worked in in uh, a sports television. Um, I was an interior designer. So my creative my creativeness was was part of that the broadcasting you know helped me to do things like this and it feels like everything was aligned so perfectly to bring me to where I meant where I am now and if if there's anyone listening that feels stuck and um overwhelmed with how they feel if if you and my story if yours and my story anything to go by the gifts come when we actually sit in our stuff. Did you find that? That that if it hadn't been for the meltdown, yeah. or you wouldn't be where you are now? No, I wouldn't. I think when you reach rock bottom, when you've got nothing else to lose, that's when you think, <laughs> let's go for it, you know? what? what how much worse can it get? Um, so I think for me, you know, sort of, you know, going to the places I went to with my mental health, which wasn't nice. Um, it really made me assess what I want out of life. And one thing we did in my CBT sessions was, you know, my therapist, we did a lot of work on my values as a person. Um, you know, so it wasn't just all about talking about motherhood. It was about, okay, you're Anna, what do you want out of life? And, you know, what's important to you? And when it came to talking about career, you know, I remember writing down that I'd like to do some more writing because I hadn't done, you know, I, I loved writing, but I hadn't done any writing for a long time, not writing that I was in control of anyway. And, um, you know, I really, I wanted to like do something that would, would somehow contribute to the world or somehow make a difference. And really it was in those sessions where the seed was planted um, for motherdom. And, you know, when the idea came to me, it, it was just, I, I didn't have to think twice about it. I just thought, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Obviously, it was scary. And obviously, there are still moments where you think, what am I doing? Like anything. I mean, you know, that's life, isn't it? It's not, you know, I'm not going to pretend it's um, it's all wonderful. And, you know, <laughs> it's easy because it isn't. But, you know, I definitely, definitely, um, I'm so glad that I have come to the place I'm in now. Um, and that now I'm in a position where, you know, I can hopefully help some other mums, which that's why I'm doing it. And and it's great that you are. And I think part of what is so inspiring and wonderful to see is that you you a you absolutely love it. It's it's 
your gift. And also it's an opportunity for you to get really creative. And I was talking um, with somebody the other day about creativity and how important it is for us, and particularly as well mothers who often feel stuck at home with their babies and not having an opportunity and and getting creative in very basic forms or with an online magazine it is you know they're both really important for our, our mental well-being yes in fact creativity and maternal mental health is the theme for issue four of motherdom oh there you go uh, December. so yeah i mean i'm i'm fascinated by this particular topic and uh, just judging by the number of people who've contacted me who want to contribute, I now have too much to fit into issue four. So, you know, that's that's a sign that I think creativity can have a, a huge impact on our mental health. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, I'm not talking about you don't have to go and, you know, paint a watercolour. <laughs> it's <laughs> that kind of creativity. It's, you know, um, the very simple things. You know, I've got an article on how... Um, how you can, you know, you can just grab one of your kid's crayons and, and trace out um, the outline of a leaf that you might have picked up on, on the way home from the school run. And just to take 10 minutes to draw a leaf and see how that makes you feel. And, you know, to take that time in the day to pause and to be creative. Anyone can do that. You don't have to be someone who calls themselves creative. No, and I think that a lot of time people f- uh, avoid being creative out of a fear and uh, a belief of not being enough. And, and certainly when I looked at my emotional well-being, once I let go of a lot of stuff, my creativity really stepped up. Like it was almost like I'd unlocked wow. this creative nub in me because the truth is we're all born creative but as we go through life, we create these beliefs that shut that part of us down. And I think that when we do look look inside at what's what we fear or, you know, what's going on for us, that creativity really flourishes. I agree. I agree. I think, you know, and for me, you said it as well. It's, you know, I am a naturally creative person and always have been. Um, and so creating a magazine is, is such a joyful experience for me. Um, that I can put sort of everything that's in my head <laughs> and in other people's head, I, c- I can put it all together um, in a resource that will be helpful and supportive and, um, you know, not triggering. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a positive resource, but it's also, you know, beautifully put together. That, that gives me a lot of joy. And although the, the points in our life where things really changed were brought on by birth, I've said this before and I said in my book that it can be a death, a divorce, a moving house, a birth that triggers something emotional within us, that this is really a a wider issue of not just mothers and their mental well-being, and obviously motherdoms for mothers, but if if we're taking this conversation on a broader aspect, this is about women who it might be that they move jobs or they lose a job or they take a job that's not the right job. You know, there's lots of things that can trigger trigger these emotions that have been suppressed within us. Yes, I agree. I mean, I think, um, you know, I should say I'm, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not medically trained in any way. But um, certainly from, you know, conversations I've had with women and, you know, friends and family, of course, any any massive event in your life, um, can have can have an impact, both good and bad. And tell me how you, you say you've had lots of wonderful emails about motherdom. 
what has been the overriding thing that you've learned from women um, through doing motherdom? Um, gosh, wow, wow. What a question. That's a, <laughs> that's a very good question, Kat. I think, you know, I've learned several things. Um, firstly, mums are saying thank you for making this space, for creating a platform where we don't feel alone anymore, where we can read stories that resonate with us. They may not be exactly the same thing we went through, but, you know, they speak to us somehow, you know, um, to demystify, or it's not, that's not the right word, to try and destigmatize to some extent, the conversation around mental health. Like I said, you know, the, the reality is there is still a lot of stigma. Um, it's, you know, it's in vogue right now to talk about mental health. It's, you know, it's fashionable for um, everyone and everyone to, to say that they went through an experience. And, and while I welcome all of that, I welcome, you know, that we're talking about it more. I think for me, I'm very passionate that motherdom specifically does it in a very responsible way. And I think people appreciate that as well. People really appreciate <laughs> I've had emails from women that have said, wow, I mean, I've just looked at your editorial board and it's so impressive that you've got all these experts on board who who can <laughs> look at all the articles and check check through them and make sure that they are accurate and helpful and supportive. Um, they would appreciate that as well. It, you know, the magazine takes pride in its journalistic rigour. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of content out there, especially on social media, which potentially is is very graphic and can be triggering and therefore can potentially be more damaging than helpful um you know is not checked by any expert you know i think there's there's you know there's different different things that people pick up on but those are the things that i've really noticed anna thank you so much for birthing such a valuable magazine into the world i have no doubt that it will save many many mums from experiencing what we felt and conversation like this are so valuable in getting the message out there to mums that it's okay to feel your feelings and there is help out there. They are not alone. Motherdom is available online or in WH Smith's. I highly recommend getting hold of a copy for you or a friend in need. Thank you so much, Anna, for talking to us. You're welcome. Thank you, Kat. Don't forget to share my podcast, Honestly Cat, with your friends and family so that we together can reach more women and help them to rise and shine and live a happier life. Your comments, support and reviews are all so welcome. And don't forget to pick up your copy of Born to Shine, the modern woman's guide to a happier life from all major bookstores. See you on the next episode of Honestly Cat. I'm your host, Kat Raincock, and it's been an absolute pleasure. This is the podcast to sit back, to listen to, and to grow.